Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Ask me if I've slept well the last two nights. No. There was a party in my house next door last night before there was a party on the other side of my house. So if I make no sense at all, that's why. I'm not my parties, other people's. Um, happy Christmas. Uh, if you haven't been here before, I hope you're not too weirded out. Um, and I'm sorry that it's the talky bit now. Uh, I'm going to speak to you for a little while. Um, when I was at school, we were reasonably good at three things. Rugby, singing, and wrapping poo and snowballs and throwing them at people. Um, sorry, <laughs> it's the truth. Um, I lived up north, um, you know, it's one of those things. A lot of snow and poo. Uh, I, <laughs> I was in a choir, believe it or not. Um, uh, there. Uh, I'm in there, I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but it's, I am there. And we looked kind of like angels, really. Um, and we sang to, around the country, we sang to a lot of old kind of people's homes and made them cry, I hope, in a good way. Um, uh, and uh, the other thing, I suppose, with, with, with my school life, apart from singing, was rugby. And there was one night I'm going to tell you about, which is in December, it was drizzling and quite warm, a bit like tonight. And, uh, and we'd had a match, and I played um, incredibly badly. And I was kept back to practice my passing. Um, and uh, I was made to dive past in mud for quite a while. And with Jeff, who is my um, fly half, and he was a good friend, and he's a sheep farmer's son, and, uh, and we carried on till everyone else had gone. And uh, he had been a bit low over the last few weeks and hadn't said much and just seemed a bit, I didn't know why. And uh, so as we finished, I said to him, I thought it might cheer him up, I said, because the field was essentially like a ploughed field with puddles, the pitch. So I said, should we just roll in it and he said yeah I mean should we really roll in it like make ourselves unrecognisable and he said yeah so we did we rolled in the mud until you couldn't really tell who we were and then we wandered back to the school and there was a, the, some building work going on and there was a gra- pile of gravel and they said she's just rolling that he said yeah so we basically rolled in the gravel and looked like nutty bars and went back to the school and when we were coming to into the, into the, a teacher came out and said, oh, very festive, and couldn't work out who we were. And then he said, uh, I think it's Mackesee, your hair, I think it's you. Um, are you going to sing in the carol service like that? And we said, no. He said, we've got ten minutes! Started ten- We'd forgotten that we actually had a carol service to sing in. So we ran, <laughs> Jeff and I ran into the changing room and it was one of those moments I'll never forget where we, we realised that actually all we had to do was wash our hands and our faces because we were wearing dresses so essentially no one could see that we essentially looked like mud men. So we did, so we were washing our hands and, and, and uh, Jeff was just there and I, um, I said, you know, he's just, he basically stopped washing and I said, you okay? And he said, why are we, why are we doing this again? And I said, what washing? He said, "No, why are we doing this whole thing?" And I said, "What whole thing?" He said, "The, the singy, shiny, stupid thing. Why are we doing that?" And and before I could say anything, he just he said, "Look, you know, we've got to go and perform to a lot of people, and I've got to sing things I don't believe." And my parents are splitting up. He was twelve at the time, and and this show thing is no good for me, and I don't believe a word of what we're going to sing. And if there was a God. 
if, if there was, there isn't, but if there was, I'd never be good enough, would I? And it was one of those moments where it was just kind of time froze, and I looked at him, and I kind of agreed with him. I just, but I didn't know what to say, and I was realising that, and you know, it was I didn't have a watch. I'm pretending. Um, the, the teacher came in at the side and shouted at us again. Said, "You're late. You're going to be late. You've got four minutes. Four minutes." So of course, you know, Jeff, that was the end of the conversation. We ran into the chapel, and I remember, you know, we got it was like this. It was packed. Um, people really smartly dressed. It was in the aisle. The choir were filing, and I found him with Jeff. He was in front of me, and we were singing. You know, it was all like very, very Christmassy, and we were singing um, "Silent Night" or, or, or "Holy Night," one of those. And I was just watching him back of his head, thinking about everything he just said, and how we were singing these words that were meaningless. And then the choir had to stop. And I remember I stood over this, you know in churches you get these grills with heat, under my dress was warm air coming up and all the pebbles and mud, I could feel them just falling off. And I was just singing like this and there were parents and people right there. And I could, I could just, and it was really like, and as I was singing and I thought, you know, this is great because no one can see that I'm mud man. And I was thinking this, and as we're processing forward, I thought, maybe that's Christianity. Is that what it is? You just, you know, cover up. You've got bloody knees, maybe metaphorically you've got mud, but as long as you're looking pure, you're all right. And then I thought, maybe that's actually life. Maybe that's just the whole, you know, think about all this processing. Maybe we just pretend to be just so, and da-da-da, and just keep the show going, whether it's Christian or otherwise. And as the choir moved in, we, we, I went to the right, I think, Jeff, the choir split, and I was opposite, because I was a treble, and there were basses and tenors outside, and altos and whatever. And I looked at Jeff, who was singing away, and he was just kind of looking around and singing these words. And, uh, and then we'd sung about two carols, and there was a prayer, a lesson in the prayer, whatever, and then, then there was this long silence, where, you know, it was just one of those silences where you could hear someone cough at the back and um, I hope you're alright um, and in that space someone in the choir quite near me let out a perfectly high pitched short quite violent fart <laughs> that shot out into the church and echoed down and everyone was just perfect and of course you know in the choir we just the angels we just lurched forward and looked around wondering who it was and then I could see the guys in front of me with their ears were going redder and they were shaking I saw across Jeff's face was bright red and his ears were red and he you know it was ecstasy and agony because we knew we knew it's that thing where you're not allowed to laugh because you're in church and of course you know we actually ironically it's the one place you should but there we were and and Jeff I could see his face and the guy next to him couldn't hold it anymore and just started howling Jeff started howling the whole choir and I remember looking to the side to see if if the rest of the congregation had joined in on our festive kind of whatever the word is and they hadn't they were just like (laughs) really? And, uh, and it went on and on and on and, you know, and you just can't stop and eventually it came to an end and the choir master who's there who basically taught us everything just looked traumatised and angry at the same time and then, and then he basically kind of um, we did, he filed us out I, mean, I remember going out into the vestry you know, and you're standing there like, waiting and, and, and he said uh, the first line was he just said okay, who was it? <laughs> I'm going to wait all night 
And of course, no one said anything until eventually Jeff went, yeah, it was me. <laughs> and the choir master did the predictable thing, which is he just went crazy. Uh, and he said, you know, you were in God's house. How irreverent, except he said it shouting, how irreverent could you possibly wish to be? And Jeff just looked down and said, yeah, I'm really sorry. And then as we were coming out, he said, how weird is it, the one real thing that happens in church, the one real thing. Because, of course, I think that's the, the church is the place where you should laugh your head off if someone farts. It's the place of real liberation, as far as I'm concerned. But, of course, he didn't see it that way, understandably. And he said, so what's the point? You just, it's just guilt, isn't it? And, again, I didn't know what to say to him. I wasn't equipped to say, well, actually... It's the reverse. Um, so he and I avoided church and Christian things for a long, long, long time. Um, and I suppose I'd summarize it as a sort of morally superior stance on the world. Like this stage, I'm looking down at you, therefore I have some kind of moral you know, standing, and you don't. You do that. Oh, well. You take cocaine. Well, I don't. It's that kind of thing. But my changing of my thinking, and if I, if, if I could have Jeff, if I could either take a time machine back to that moment when he came out of, the, of getting the roasting for farting, and I could sit him here and tell him what I've discovered, essentially through the nativity, funny enough, which is convenient given this Christmas service, um, I'll do it. So I'll play a bit of music. Is, can, is, there a, is there a cushion that's not being used? Can I borrow one? This is for Jeff, although he's not here. Just imagine, I'm going to imagine he's there. He used to laugh at my cartoons. Not many people do, but he did. Um, so I'm going to draw for him. I'll put on a bit of music for him. Just imagine he's here. And I'm going to explain to him why it isn't what he thinks. So I'll begin with the nativity. I'll start with Mary. Okay, what we don't, most people don't really know about Mary was that she was probably 14, which is Jeff, about two years older than you. So here's her head bowed. I hope you can see it. She'd had a very long night and was exhausted. Fifteen. There was no shiny show. There was no people to impress. Here she is. Exhausted, Mary. I spoke to a friend of mine who just had a baby and I said, what's it like? And she said, it's the most extreme experience of your life. What you need is people to help. What you need is water, gas and air, stuff. You need midwives. You don't need to feel insecure. She was in a shed. She was far from home. Christmas was really, really tough. Next to her was Joseph. Probably about 15, I think. Quite why we were all, he's given beards the whole time. I have no idea. What's going on there? Some kind of extreme hormone. Anyway, it's another bad drawing, but Jeff, Joseph. Joseph, I would say to you, I wrote down what I thought about Joseph, how he viewed Christmas. Yeah, he was finding it challenging. Do you find Christmas challenging, Jeff, or anyone? <laughs> 
Look at Joseph. The thing about him was he, his family were in Bethlehem. He, he was from Bethlehem. He, his, his, all his relations would have been in Bethlehem for the census. They didn't go near them. Guess why? They weren't married. They used, they're engaged. He probably, they probably were carrying quite a lot of shame, confusion about their situation. Jeff. No tinsel. Next, my favourite people were the naughty shepherds who were famous in the region for being uh, uncouth. They probably farted a lot. They were never allowed in temples. And yet the paradox is they were invited to see this. They were the lowest rung in society. And Mary must have been a bit weirded out by the fact that, you know, they were there at all. You know, seriously, what are they doing here? Trying to have a baby. Some quite smelly people looking at me. Why? Joseph, why anything? you're in your life going uh, I didn't really plan on this hello no holly and the ivy going on there just like what possibly they, their mode of transport was there which is a sort of strange looking donkey or an ass and then maybe a sheep. They're always they're continually bemused and bewildered, aren't they? So all I'm trying to say, Jeff, is when you felt like you couldn't sing these words and they were too jolly and life was too difficult, somewhere in there you are. Now you may be feeling like the shepherd, which is essentially unfit for God, which is what they felt. They always felt they weren't good enough. What are they doing there then? Why were they the only ones invited? The wise men weren't invited. They just turned up a year later to Nazareth with some nice presents with a bit of tinsel. We just rammed them in there to jolly it up. Because essentially they were quite jolly, but they weren't there at the birth. It was raw. Some poo here. You know, a lot of poo. This is the house of God here. Poo. Now, Jeff, here's the thing. You're the, here's the thing. All of these things, I think, summarize the human condition, which is we feel occasionally sense of awe, sometimes a lot of questions, sometimes profound insecurity, and like, what? All these things go inside us all the time. Particularly now, I think the earth and the world, as as we know it, is having a tricky time. And it puts this, what's going on? Nativity, it's right there. And I think it's like this. So Jeff, if I could could draw your little head here, and I haven't left much room for you, but here you are. And I'll draw you looking a little bit confused. You're at the top. And I'm going to put your body, you're not that fat, but I'm going to put your body around them. 
And into this body, into this, I'm going to drop this child. Probably the most vulnerable, humble act in the history of the cosmos is happening here. Jeff, today, or not today, but when we were in the changing rooms and you said that you were struggling, that's vulnerability. When you were vulnerable with me, you connected with me because that's how we connect with each other. That's how God connects with us. I loathed the military, pompous, divine thing. I couldn't bear it. This is different. This is like, (gasps) the risk of that. The weakness of that. Meeting, meeting, meeting. And what he's called is the, you know, the the counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace when all this is going on. But essentially, the, the, the crucial thing that he is and why, Jeff, you should know this, is that he is love. And when you screw up like you will, and you will screw up tomorrow and the next day and the next day, 20s, 30s, 40s, you will. We all will. It's not the point. You may fart in chapel metaphorically every day of your life. Probably, I do. Try and muster one up for you. It's not the point. It's way beyond morality. It's called grace, and the presence of this person is irreplaceable. So when you go about your life, and you wander around, and you have your job, and your work, and whatever you have in your life, remember this, that you are what you could be any one of these things in any given day, and as long as you have that in there, you're okay. Because ultimately, I think, all anybody really wants the end of the day and if it's the last thing if I go out of here and get knocked over by the bus all I'd say to you is that is the most important thing that exists everything changes if you know you're loved everything the vulnerability and tenderness of a God who comes to be with us you're set for life and you can mess up and it changes you gently over time but this whole just sort of cassock thing of faking it just take it off probably not in church might offend but I could have literally just done that shown and, and it would have been fine with the God that I know fine it's fine a broken people and the essence of the whole thing is love that's the nativity that is Christmas thank you